Do I really need to pay for podcast hosting? What about all those free hosts out there? For me personally, I think that hosting isn't just a commodity and you should pay for it in most instances. But before you skip to the next show, you might want to stick around to find out why I recommend this. What's happening, podcasters? This is episode 96 of 1000 Podcasters, and I'm Brian Ensminger. I'm a podcaster and a podcast editor, and I want to see you be successful with your podcast. If you'd like to make sure that you get this delivered to your favorite podcast app, visit toptieraudio.com slash subscribe. Right there, you're going to find three big buttons, one for Apple, one for Google, one for Castro. Click on the app that you prefer and subscribe right there. There's also some other options. That's toptieraudio.com slash subscribe. It's been a few days since my last episode, and I'm really glad to be back here. This is a topic that's really near and dear to my heart because I remember what it's like to be a starting podcaster. Yes, it's been six years now. It's been a while, but I remember what that was like, and I remember that there were a lot of decisions to make. There were a lot of things to consider. And even though when I started, I had somebody kind of guiding my path, if you will, one of those decisions that I kind of struggled with was media hosting, how much I was willing to pay for podcast hosting, because like many other starting podcasters, I was on a budget. I had a limited amount of money to spend. And so I was making decisions based on what I perceive to be value for money. So how much upload could I get for how much I was willing to spend? Because most of the media hosts at that time, you paid for a certain amount per month of upload or you paid for bandwidth or you paid for something. And so I was kind of doing that math and it was a hard decision. So I'm going to share my thoughts with you today. Whether you're a starting podcaster or an experienced podcaster, I'm hoping that there's going to be something here for you today. For the starting podcaster, I'm hoping that this will bring a little bit of clarity to the decision-making process. And for those of us that have been around for a while, maybe some of the way that I think about this will help you as you try to communicate these kinds of things to other people. Now, I don't for a minute suppose that I have all of the answers. So if you have any additional commentary, I'd love to hear that. You can have that in the comments on this episode. I'd love to hear from you. As I told you in the intro, I do believe that you should pay for your podcast hosting, for your media hosting. Yes, I remember what it's like. I remember sitting down with a limited amount of money thinking, okay, should I go with Libsyn or Blueberry? Each one gives me this much. And I ended up making a call based on, one, a recommendation, and two, how much I could get for my money, how much upload I could get for my money. But I think that I was thinking about it a little bit incorrectly because I was kind of viewing it as a commodity, kind of the idea that, well, all media hosts are essentially the same. So just pick the one that you like. And on one level, that's that's okay. It, it is a bit of a commodity. However, I would also say, and I would even argue that your media hosting and your RSS feed are the two most important technological aspects of your show that you can own. Yes, the software that you use to produce matters. Your websites matter. Your skills as a host and as a producer matter. The, the podcast apps that people listen through, those matter, although you don't actually own those. But none of that stuff matters if you don't have a way to get your show to your audience. And that's what the media hosting and the RSS feed are in my mind. I work in supply chain for my day job. I work for a large pet food company. And so I, th I tend to think of things like that. So I'm going to kind of share my thoughts based on how 
a supply chain works. So if you think about the process of producing your show, I would think of that like manufacturing. You take all of the raw materials, you take all of the different ingredients, you mix them together, you apply some kind of technology and some kind of process, and you create your product, your show. You've got that shiny new show that you want to get out there. And you have an audience. You have consumers or customers or people out there who are looking for the kind of thing that you do. And so they go to the various places that they can get this. This might be similar to a retailer, maybe Amazon or maybe Walmart or Kmart or some other, Kmart, yeah, (laughs) some other store out there. So that's where they're going to get the show. It's going to show up sort of on the shelves, if you will, for them in their favorite podcast app. But you still have to get the show that you've made from manufacturing the place that you made it to where the listeners are going to get it to where that retailer, if you will, is going to be. And the way that you do that would be your distribution network. You're part of that distribution network. And in this model, your media hosting, the place where you actually host the files would be like warehousing. That's where you make sure that your files are available. So when somebody makes that call and they say, Hey, I want to listen to this show it's available for them. And then the other thing would be the RSS feed, which is like the distribution network. So the way that you get things out there, it's like your transportation. So if you have a show that you've made and the files aren't available somewhere for some reason, whether it's because the media host that you chose has gone out of business or they've had some kind of interruption or something, people can't get that. Similarly, the RSS feed, the thing that makes it available in their favorite podcast app, even if the files are there, if there's something wrong with that feed, then they're also not going to get your show. So in my mind, in terms of technology, the place you keep your files and the way that you get it to people's favorite podcast apps are the most important things that you can have. People can change apps. They do it all the time. In fact, I did it. I used to use an app called Downcast. Now I like Overcast. I'm trying out Castro and new apps A lot of the time, because I like to check out the new stuff and kind of stay up on that. People can switch that all the time, and they can take your show with them. You can change up the way that you make your show. But unless you can't produce your show at all, you have the ability to make it available. But if something goes wrong with the way that you're holding the files that are done and the way to get it out to people... Your listeners are sunk. They're not going to get it. Now, maybe it sounds like I'm turning into a tired old guy. I don't know. Maybe I am. But the thing is, in my mind, this really matters. I think it's incredibly important, especially if you view your show as something that's valuable, as an asset, as something that matters to the people that are listening or That's something that matters to you. If it matters to you, I think of it as an asset, and I think that the way that you treat it and the way that you make it available for people really matters. I really do think that. And so in most instances, I think that it's critically important that you you pay for your media hosting and for your RSS feed. However, I do think there are some instances when free makes sense. So I'll share those with you because ultimately, I'm not going to make that decision for you. You're the person that has to choose because it's your show. So when does free make sense? I think free makes sense when you're just kicking the tires. You just want to give it a whirl. You want to give it a try. I think that free makes sense when you're making a show that you intend to be disposable, a show that you don't intend to have a long run, that you don't want to maintain an archive, that you don't want to leave it out there. You want it to be a short run show and then you want it to go away. I think in that instance, it probably makes sense. Or if you're just testing something out, you're trying it out and you think that maybe it'll turn into something, but you don't have a lot of probability in that instance. Okay. Maybe free makes sense. But 
if your show matters to you and if your show matters to your audience and your audience matters to you, I would suggest that you go with a reputable host with a track record and a service agreement that you're paying for so that you can help keep them in business. That's my opinion. That's what I think that you should do. I think that there are instances where free makes sense, but if your show matters to you and you want it to turn into something, I recommend that you go ahead and find a media host that you're paying for that you believe will do the very best for you and keep your show available without interruption. Do you agree with me or you disagree or do you have some additional thoughts on this? I would love to hear for, hear those. You can leave them in the comments on the episode notes, which are at toptieraudio.com slash 96. If you'd like to connect with me or subscribe to the show, if you have a question or something that you'd like to see covered, if you want to set up a consultation or talk to me about editing your show or launching a podcast, all of that stuff is at toptieraudio.com. I would really love to hear from you. Episode notes, again, are at toptieraudio.com slash 96. Thanks so much for listening. Now go out there and make a great podcast.